I'm Sinead O'Moore, and you're listening to Every Mum, the podcast. Every Mum, the podcast was created for one reason, to get honest about parenthood, about the realities, the joys, the surprises and the fears, the moments that form us and the ones we don't hear people talk enough about which is why we are so proud to partner with Waterwipes as our sponsor for this season, as they share this mission with us and are such an essential brand for every mum. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes containing just two ingredients, 99.9% water and just a drop of fruit extract, water wipes are purer than cotton wool and water. During the early days as a parent, everything is uncertain but choosing the right wipes shouldn't be a worry. With no artificial fragrance, soap, silicones, or colors, water wipes are suitable for sensitive newborn and even premature skin. Together, we are committed to providing more reassurance for parents with trusted products and this podcast, helping us all take those important steps towards greater confidence while building a community of support for every mom. Nothing can prepare you for the moment you meet your baby, because when your baby is born, a mother is too. In this episode, I talked to Julie Millen from Julie B Yoga about the birth of her first baby just six weeks ago. Julie is right in the midst of the fourth trimester and the transformation from who she was to who she now is. We talk about her journey to birth in the midst of this pandemic, about the love, the anxiety and the unknown, and about how despite never having a moment to herself, some parts can feel super lonely. Newborn days are intense, intense love, intense exhaustion, and intense transformation. So take it slow, eat, stay hydrated, and most of all, let's stop expecting so much of ourselves. Because although it's incredible, it's also really hard, and that's okay. Julie, thank you so much for joining me on Every Mum, the podcast. It is such a joy to see you here today. I'm so sorry that we are not in person together over pots of tea and chats, but this will have to do for now, but we will definitely meet up and have real chats soon. Um, And congratulations on baby Bo. Oh, thank you so much. Firstly, thank you so much for having me. And I can't believe we live so close. (laughs) We could be having a coffee down the seafront, but we'll, we'll do that very soon. We will. How is he? He is great. Um, he's absolutely thriving. He just, every day he is just changing and yeah, he's just, he's taken over and turned our world absolutely upside down in nearly six weeks. Um, I just, but you wouldn't change it for the world. And how are you? I am good. Um, but you know, it's really interesting. I, I don't really stop to think about that. Um, you know, and I know that's something we're really going to dive into, but it's very, it's interesting how little I think of that now and how, how little people ask that now as well, because it's, you know, when you're pregnant, it's all on you and how are you and how are you doing and how's bump, but it's really, how are you? Um, and then bump becomes baby and it's all about the baby. So I am doing great. It's been an interesting few weeks. Um, but I'm adjusting and kind of starting, I think, to get back to myself. Um, but that's, I mean, as we've kind of spoken about before, that's, uh, it's a long journey and it's a, it's a process. Definitely is. And it starts with, I suppose, in pregnancy, 
Mm. Imagining that end goal, imagining that birth and the expectations that we build up in our own heads and sometimes the fears and anxieties we build up in our own heads. Mm. How did you feel leading into birth? So I think during my pregnancy, I, I mean, even that looking after yourself, Sinead, like I really tried to look after myself you know, as in, like, I was so excited to be pregnant. We were very excited um, to be having a baby. And I was so determined to, you know, eat the right foods and um, do the right things. And, and right as in, right for me and my body, right? So not as in, you know, what anyone else says, it was more, I really listened into my body. And, you know, the first kind of, first trimester, I rested a lot. I was very tired. So for me, that was very strange because I do a lot of yoga. I'm very active um, in my days and my week, like it's my job as well, but I really had to pull back. And it took me a while to accept that and to kind of let myself be okay with it, you know? Not, because yeah. Not beat yourself up for being a failure yeah. over it. I was kind of like, well, you know, I'm really active and I do yoga all the time and Pilates and whatever, and I, I, I'll be fine. And no, I, I was growing a baby and my husband was so funny. Every time I was like, oh my God, I'm so tired. Like, why am I so tired? And he'd just be like, you're growing a human. And it's honestly like the amount of times he had to just stop me and say that. So I think there was that adjustment into it. Um, but I, you know, I kept up my yoga, then I got back into it kind of the very start of my second trimester. And for me, that was amazing. Like mentally for me, I suppose just getting through the days, getting through kind of times where I might've been a bit tired or just feeling a bit low, but also um, helping me prepare for the birth. And I mean, I, like I teach pregnancy yoga and it's something in my classes, we absolutely look at the physical, you know, in terms of getting your body ready and, you know, strengthening your body and building up that stamina, but also there is a huge mental element. And even though I teach it, when it's you, when it's, when you're on that journey, it's so different. And I really had to let myself, you know, ease into that space because for me, my yoga practice or physical movements um, practice that I do is, was quite intense. And I needed to be kinder to my body and let myself adjust. I mean, as you know, you know, that there's, there's kind of constant changes in your body through pregnancy. So I think for me, it was, getting used to those constant changes and you know just it's a great to be honest it's a great training for motherhood because once you, you kind of think you're used to something it changes so I think for me um the birth was it was something I was always thinking of you know and I know some people are different just from friends of mine who are like I'm not going to think about the birth till like week 39 <laughs> but for me I was very aware of it and as I was doing my yoga and um, doing my pregnancy classes whether I was teaching or taking them that was always part of my kind of awareness, like my mental awareness. I was very aware of that. And the way I spoke to myself, especially as we came through, I started into my third trimester. I really started to focus on that because for me, you know, yes, there's a, there's a baby as your, your end goal, but I was very aware there was the birth to go through, but I was, and some of my friends think I'm absolutely mental. I was really excited for the birth and people will probably be like shouting at their screen if they're listening to this, but I, I really was. And I think I always looked on it as, oh my goodness, like when I go into labor, like my baby's coming, like I, that's when I'm going to meet my baby. And so for me, there was a real, you know, I, I had no idea what to expect. Like who does? You can't, no matter how much 
you think about it or read a book or talk to people or watch one more in every minute or whatever, you can't until you're in it know what's going to happen, how you're going to feel. So for me, I, I was aware of it the whole way through and I think that helped me. And did it live up to those expectations when you say you were so excited and all the positive feelings, you know, when you're in the midst of the reality of it, yeah. I'm hoping you say yes, that it was as euphoric an experience. And I know there's pain associated. Of course there is. And there's a whole lot of fear because it's the most precious moment where you desperately don't want anything to go wrong. But sure. there is, and I had it, there's a huge surge of positive emotion that comes with it too yeah it, it was so interesting so about a week before I had though um I started getting contractions and I was just so excited like at that stage I couldn't wait so I had contractions I think for about six hours and I was ready to go like you know ring in the hospital and they stopped and I was so disappointed so it, that was strange because I, you know, I kind of was getting myself ready for it. So that had happened, I think, a week before. And then two days before he was born, it happened again. And as they started building, I really didn't want to let myself go to the headspace of this is the day, you know, because it had happened a few days before and it wasn't the day. So I kind of didn't let myself go there, even though they kind of, I had about 10 or 12 hours where it was on and off. Something in me said, this isn't it. Even though like it felt strong, it wasn't it. And then on the morning I had him, I woke up. And I just knew, like, I just felt different. I didn't have, for me, it, on that morning, it was a lot of pain in my back, not necessarily contractions, but just really bad pain. Um, and I kind of was walking around the house and I started putting on like washes and the dishwasher and doing all these bits and bobs. And about an hour later, it really started. And I was excited. Like, I, I wasn't afraid at that point. I was excited. I got, you know, we got into the hospital. I think for me, the when we got in and I was checked so I got in quite early in the morning it's about six o'clock in the morning and I was checked um and the midwife said to me you're favorable I honestly just nearly threw something at her like I'm not gonna lie because I just thought no no this is happening like it is the day and you know she kind they of to come up with better words I mean it's so funny my doctor had said that to me you're favorable about four weeks before and I I waited she said it about four times before I said so what does that mean? Like favorable is in, yes, you can have a baby. Like what, what is this? So I think there was an initial kind of almost deflation, but still something in me said, no, no, this is the day. And, and the midwife then said to me, no, you will go into labor soon. So I had kind of set myself up for it. Um, and about 45 minutes later, it had been very intense. Things totally ramped up. And I was like, right, I actually feel like this baby is almost here. Like it was very intense. Um, and checked again and I was one centimeter and it's so interesting the amount of times I've heard don't be disappointed if you're only one centimeter because there's so much the work done but it's very hard not to feel that because it was weird I just felt like I was nearly there or you know I just felt I, I, I it was coming and um, and you know I kind of then set my kind of set my head up right this is the day you're going to meet your baby um, and kind of get back on that positive boat, you know, like kind of get back in your, in your zone. Um, and I think, you know, the, the next hour, one, from when I was one centimeter, it was about an hour until I delivered though, which is mental. Um, but during that time, it was very, very intense, you know, and there was a moment where my doctor came into the room and I was on the floor at this stage and I looked at her and I just said, I'm so bad at this. 
And she was like right down at my level. She like got on the floor with me and she looked at me and she said, you're doing amazing. This is exactly what you should be feeling. You keep going. And I just thought, there was a moment I thought, can I do this all day? Like, can I, can I do it? And there's, as you say, that element of fear. And I turned to my husband and I was like, I, I can't do this. I, I can't do this. And he was so good. Like he was really reassuring and he knew, I mean, I prepped him. I was like, when I say that. <laughs> Coach me through. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I think once I kind of went through that, he kind of encouraged me and I just felt my body was, was it was really kind of picking up, you know, and, and kind of half an hour later when I was checked, I was seven centimeters. So I think there was that fear element for me was, it was quite short um, I did ask for an epidural because I was like, I just can't, I, I can't do this. But what I didn't realize is I was going through transition and my doctor, you know, checked me again. It was like, what, 30, 40 minutes later. And when she looked at me, she, cause she said, oh, I was like, what? Like what? And she said, Julie, you're seven centimeters. And I looked at her, I'll never forget this. She looked me in the eye and she said, Julie, this is not going to take hours. You're minutes away. Like your baby's coming. God, I'm going to get emotional here. I just, this, this sense, something took over. The intensity didn't go, the pain didn't go, but something just took over and I just felt so strong in myself. And I just felt like, I remember saying, I can do this. And I remember like holding my tummy and being like, we can do this. The whole time in my labor, I talked to the baby, talked about the whole time. And I... I just felt myself get so strong and the excitement was there. And before I knew it, like she told me not to push. <laughs> my body was just like, whatever. <laughs> like about five minutes later, I was pushing and it was only like two or three pushes. Um, and he was out. And I remember the first, the first push and she said to me, give me your hand. And I reached down and his head was out. And I couldn't believe it like you know you're having a baby right you know you're pregnant you're getting bigger you feel them kick that was the most incredible I just turned to Neil and I said it's our baby and you know one more big push and he was out and you know a very long way to answer your question but there is no feeling like it I, I can still feel it like that so it, it not only lived up to my expectations or whatever, it totally surpassed it because nothing can really prepare you for it. When Bo looked up at me that first time, it was like, we did it, mom. But I was so aware like that Neil was part of that as well. And I just felt so proud of us, the three of us. Um, and I, I feel very lucky that it is such for me a positive experience. And I don't want, you know, don't get me wrong. <laughs> it was intense it was very sore you know it was it's hard um but I think there was a point as well I turned to Neil and I was like well I mean all that breathing just went out the window like I just can't do it I mean why did I bother but actually that was the transition and the breathing got me so far the breathing got me through the build-up in the days before um all the movements I had done through my pregnancy you know I believe helped me massively through my labor um and I just honestly hope I never forget that feeling because I can still, like, as I talk through it, I, I mean, I can talk about it for hours, but I get that feeling, that rush. I can see Bo coming out. I can see him going on my chest. And it's honestly the most incredible experience. The moment he's in your arms, the moment your baby is in your arms or you see your baby, 
everything beforehand is gone. I can tell you that three years later, it doesn't leave you. It doesn't leave you. I feel those surges all the time. It just comes back. And I think it's why in pregnancy and labor preparation and all the work that we do or the classes that we go through, the people that we talk to, the component that is so important, I believe, is like self-belief, like absolute self-belief that you are so capable of this, that the team around you are there to support you if, if there's a medical cause or if they, you know, they feel like you need that help absolutely you know they're there to make sure that you are safe and healthy and your baby arrives safe and healthy and all the as you said when the breathing you know we're like well that was that was a waste of time all those things they're there to help you get to a point but the point arrives and then it's down to you and the baby like it so goes back to what you said about self-belief right and that gets you to a point as well but i think it also gives you that that confidence your, your body without even in your mind if you're not thinking it your body takes over and it's you know it's the same like if we go around telling ourselves every day oh I feel terrible things are terrible you know it's like we live our, it's when you live your, your daily life and we all have ups and downs and I'm a firm believer in the power of positive thinking a positive attitude that does not mean you I have terrible days I've all I've had lots in the last six weeks but you know you've ups and downs and it's not that like life is always rosy but I do think when we are kind to ourselves and when we choose kind words and empowering words for ourselves, you know, we build up our resilience, you build up your self-confidence and that self-belief gets you through so much through that, through your labor. And, you know, your body does, does what it needs to do, you know, and that, that doesn't necessarily mean it goes the same way for everybody because we know it doesn't. But your body and your baby and you they're all you're all working together and it's a very empowering experience whatever way your birth goes you know people you know I know people kind of go in with they want their birth to be a certain way or their experience and sometimes things happen that are out of our control and you know I said that as well going in I was like listen I I would like to try and have a natural birth but if something happens you jump in and do whatever you need to do for my baby and I I suppose for me I was like whatever has to be done for my baby, that's the right decision. It doesn't mean just because I couldn't have a natural birth or because we had to use, you know, um, whatever, you know, medical intervention had to step in. And I think it's keeping that self-belief is so important, but it, it's not something that you can just expect to walk into that delivery ward and be like, okay, I believe I can do this. You know, it, it, it needs to be built up because as you say, that fear, that anxiety comes in, right? And I think I had, I wasn't afraid of the birth. I was so excited for it. But as we got closer to it, my fear was more, what if Neil can't be there? Like, will I be, that was it. Will I be able to do it? You know, because he's my rock through everything. When I have my wobbles or my, I'm bad, I'm terrible at my job or am I good enough or, you know, through anything, he's my rock. And my worry was if he couldn't be there, would I be able to tap into that? You know, would I be able to find that strength? I, I believe having gone through it, I would have. I'm obviously so, so grateful Neil was there. But even in, you know, the, the beforehand, before I kind of was in the room and delivering and I was walking around and stuff and the contractions were, were really strong. I just kept talking to Bo and I just was like, we've got this. We're, you know, we're nearly there. Keep going. And I, I felt like 
that that belief in myself but in us as a team that works really well for me because I felt like I wasn't on my own you know and you never will be again <laughs> no no I, I'm not asked. never really allowed no matter whatever you're trying to do <laughs> but I think that birth has to happen that transition has to happen that transformation has to happen for you to upgrade your self-belief to a whole new level because you need to be there to exist when you start actually thinking, okay, hang on, I got through the labor, but now I have to raise this baby. Yeah, that's such a good point. Now I have to mother this baby. Now I have to keep this tiny human who is completely reliant on me for survival alive. And that is a whole other level of anxiety and fear and overwhelm and can I and can't I so I kind of feel like you need to go you need to go you need to push past whatever those those thoughts that you're having through birth and labor to get to a new version of you yeah that has powered up that is now ready for this new challenge because you know you're so right nothing prepares you for nothing prepares you for becoming a mom I mean, the, whatever work you put in to, you know, during your pregnancy, your labor, you know, I feel like, you know, you go into that hospital, one person and you come out a mom and there's no, nothing, no one can say anything to prepare you for it. And, you know, I, I, I remember like, you know, when, when they wheeled us out and I went into the room with Bo and the, the midwife said to me, you know, you go have a shower there. And kind of left the room and I'm sitting there going, what? but how, what are you talking about? Like, you, how can I, I can't just leave my baby. And, and it, like, I just, I remember that chair. It was so funny because first of all, people say it's the most amazing thing. I didn't, if you've had a natural delivery and it's pretty soon after, it's not the most amazing thing, but anyway, sorry. but I had the quickest splash. Cause I just was like, you know not that I thought anything was going to happen but it's so like you're looking at your baby it was honestly like the most surreal experience so strange and yeah like you say then you your the responsibility almost just crashes in you know and like in the first few hours I had some such funny moments which I'm glad I laughed at the time because I think if it had hit me a different way it would have been a downward spiral but like his first nappy oh my god went like went everywhere and then as I was changing it little boys I mean they just wee everywhere that went everywhere as well so not only was like he destroyed I destroyed the bed destroyed I was like what are they they're going to judge me like what are they going to think like this mom can't even change it nappy uh, yeah and that that was the start of it right and then it is even that it's the the anxiety or that you know I think of can I do it? What will other people think of me? You know, I find even when the public health nurse goes, I'm like, oh God. Like oh, it's like an inspection. Yeah, like it's like, oh God, he has a bit of sick on his top part, you know, and it's, it's so funny, but I, those, in those few days, you know, those initial few days, it's just, like life just stops and goes into a whole new world which, and it, do you know what, it was such a bubble because obviously I was in there with him on my own because there was no visitors of COVID and in a way I have to say like it was incredible like it really was um but it was also a real kind of shock to the system as in here's your like first baby here's your baby it's all you kind of go like you can FaceTime people but and I 
and I've, I've been around loads of new babies. Like, lo I'm not afraid of new babies. Like, I'd have held loads. All fine. When it's your baby. So different. Like, that first night, I just watched him. I think most mums do. But I just watched him. And the midwife, he slept like a dream. <laughs> the midwife was like, did you get much sleep? It's like, no. And she's like, what? <laughs> like, I have a baby. This is my, like, like, how could I sleep? Every little, every little noise. Then when he was too quiet, you know, and it's, the start of, as I've seen in the last six weeks, you know, it is worrying takes on a whole, like worried sick. Like I have gone through that a few times in the last, I mean, you worry and you whatever, but I really feel like I've hit that point. And I think it's, we've had a bit of a baptism of fire on, you know, with a couple of little bumps um, in the road, but it is just that worry and that responsibility, you know, of I'm taking care of this, like there's so responsibility and I'm feeding myself and it's, you know, like I'm keeping them alive, you know, and it's like you say, nothing can prepare you for it. It's all on you. Yeah. And I, that, do you know what? That's a huge point, right? Because you do like as a mom and having chatted to other friends of mine who are new moms, you really feel it's all on you. Like even if you've got an amazing partner or whatever. Um, and I think it's different. Obviously at the moment it's harder because you mightn't have the same support network around you. And that's a whole other area at the moment. But I think I definitely felt it's all on me and I really struggled to I suppose, ask for help but also take help because I felt like when it was offered I was like well, well how can you do that because I have to look after him I mean he's you know, I'm feeding and I, and it's I think I I wasn't prepared as much as I thought I I don't think you can be right but I really wasn't prepared for the impact of the hormones and the emotions afterwards. Um, and that's something that I think we need to speak so much more about because everybody, you know, and even like you look at Instagram, right? And everybody's like their brand new baby and it's all the gorgeous gifts and the cuddles and they all so rosy and fancy. And actually it's hard. Like I love both bits. I'm so happy. I wouldn't change it for the world, but I will be the first to say, it is so hard. What are you finding the hardest? Um, I think... Other than it, all of it. <laughs> how long have we got? <laughs> no, I, I Just all of it. All of it is really hard. I think there's a couple of huge shifts. Um, you know, they, there's, there's some talk about the fourth trimester and I think there's not really enough focus, awareness, attention given to it. Um, you know, you go from all focus and attention being on you to all being on baby and you've gone through not just the physical element of giving birth and having your baby and that total shift in now you've got a baby to look after but also the emotional impact um i wasn't prepared for how emotional i was going to be now let's be honest at the best times i'm an emotional person but you know there's usually a reason um but you know i oh my goodness, the first few weeks, I could just cry at anything. I mean, the day, like, things, like, I mean, the day we came home, obviously that was so emotional because we got to see Neil again and, you know, got to see him again. And, you know, that was great. But, like, we came into our house and I, you know, was home 10 minutes, let's say, and I was bawling. And it, you know, my husband then is like, what's wrong? And you can't explain it. So then I tried, I'd kind of pick something just so I sounded a little bit more sane. You yes. know, not <laughs> like, I don't know, you know, and like, it got to, I suppose, in the first couple of weeks, there'd be times where I'd be sitting there and absolutely fine, all is great. And I could feel it coming on. So I'd be like, 
it's coming, I'm going to cry, I don't know why. And then it would just, so certainly that was very hard, you know, to, I suppose, be okay with that, with those emotions, to, because you can't kind of label it, you know? And then I kept thinking, oh my God, have I got postnatal depression? You know, I'm like, am I sad? Like, I'm clearly crying a lot, so I must be really sad, and that's not good, and, but I love them. And, you know, you, you kind of, you're beating yourself up in that way. I think the transition to being a mom and as like, I love it. I have to say, like, I feel like I was made to be a mom, you know, as much as it, it's so hard, I feel more fulfilled in the last six weeks. I, I just feel like, oh my, there was like, it's like a piece of my puzzle has been missing and I never even knew, you know, and it's just now I, it looks totally different. Um, but I have no time to do anything. <laughs> like, from someone who is, I'm like, a, anyone who knows me knows, like a million miles an hour, I do 101 things at once, you know, constantly on the go. To going to, oh God, I, I can't leave the house today, like the effort. I mean, yeah, even having a shower, like scheduling that with my husband being like, right, I'll get the shower today, you get it tomorrow. This kind of thing. It's so uh -huh. familiar to me. And it's, it, that was the hardest thing for me as well. The, the, the going for accepting less of myself. Yes. Going from expectations of output and productivity and energy and, yeah. well, I can just do all of this. It's fine. Mm -hmm. To how did we not even get a shower in today? It, exactly. And, you, and it's so funny because then I see, you know, like on Instagram, other people I know have had a baby and they're like, and we did this today and this today and this today. And I'm sitting there going, oh God. And, and even things like we get to the end of the day and I'd say to Neil, we didn't do tummy time. Did I clean his face? <laughs> you know, oh God, we were meant to do a bath. Like it's those first, honestly, the first few weeks, the days are such a blur. And like, it just, you just think, how did I get through another day without putting on clothes or you know, doing anything. It's, but it, there's, you know, and as much as we laugh about it, it actually, you know, it's, it's something I think you need to really think about as a couple or, you know, even yourself as you're going in to have your baby. Preparing for that is so important. Um, and, you know, they say it takes a village. And I really understand that now because like a few of my friends after I had Bo popped up to the house with food. And I honestly... Like someone came home and with soup and you swear, like she'd handed me a pot of gold. Like I was amazing because how we can get through a day and it's like, God, I haven't eaten. It's four o'clock mm -hmm. because constantly looking at feeding him and looking after him. And you, you know, you're, you operate on a different level now. It's, your day is not, oh, I wake up in the morning and then I go to bed at night. You're it's on these like three or four hour cycles or whatever it is for the baby. And they go so quick. And it's not like you get the, the night to kind of rest and recover. The cycle just keeps going. So you're kind of getting depleted continuously. And Every single day there's less in the tank. And, you know, there's huge pressure. Um, as For me, I put huge pressure on myself as a new mom, you know. And I think, to be fair, most of us do. And, you know, people kept saying to me, make sure you're looking after yourself. And I was like, if I could, I would. Yeah. Like, that Trust me, if I had a moment in my day to do to look after myself, and I would do that. That was the thing. I mean, it's it's. I think what I've learned is honestly, if anyone I know has a baby, I'm just going to bring them food because that is the best thing. You know, even actually a friend of mine who 
she teaches yoga. She, te- she was teaching me pregnancy yoga through my pregnancy. And she texted me one day to say, there is a pot of soup under your car. There was a loaf of brown bread and a homemade banana bread. Oh my God. Like, I can't tell you. That just, it was amazing. Can I, I have like, her number? Yeah. <laughs> like rent her out. I'm going to need that soon. That just, I'll make you soup. But it's, no, it is so important. It's like, I mean, right up to yesterday, somebody sent me a lovely gift box of meals, like meals ready, meals ready to go. I just have to pop them in the oven. Because still like six weeks on, it's finding, and it sounds so crazy. Like if someone had said this to me before I'd had a baby, I'd been like, seriously, you can get time like to have your lunch. You know, that's just ridiculous. But when you're in it and it's, and you're, you're almost like as well with your partner, you're kind of passing ships and this is the other thing that's really hard and people don't talk about it and you know let's not sugarcoat it it is so hard on your relationship like you go from being a hundred percent focused on the two of you and I think as well in pregnancy you know it's such a for me like it was a lovely time it was a lovely time for myself and my husband like you know I thought we were close before I thought we were closer in pregnancy and it was so lovely and exciting and you know all of a sudden it's like all on baby and I have to be honest like I struggled with that seeing Bo in Neil's arms every single time I see it is my pure joy like I love that it's not that I don't want that but it's like you know when I think you've gone through so much physically like the recovery no one talks about your recovery the recovery you're going through then all the emotional and hormonal shifts and changes and I just needed to be held. And actually that same girl, it's Melissa, because she's going to listen to this. She, the girl who dropped me off the soup, she had said it to me after I had Bo. She said that labor, because it was so quick, will have a huge impact on you. And a few friends of mine said that to me. Um, And I wasn't prepared for that. And it was almost this extra vulnerability. And she said it to me, she said, get me up to hold you. And I think, it's only in the last maybe week or so I feel I'm over that. I think it's a bringing each other back to safety. Yeah. You know, don't underestimate how both of you have just gone through something very frightening. And I say that both of you, you know, I cannot imagine how awful it would be to watch the person you love most in life go through birth. Yeah. You know, like being, feeling like that person is so vulnerable and at harm and at risk and desperately wanting them to be okay. So I think for our partners, that's a trauma. And then to come home and they are totally a helper. The person that used to be there for them all of the time now is there for a little tiny person all the time. And that's, that's really interesting because I think as well, Neil would say, you know, at times he's felt helpless, both during the birth as well, right? Because, you know, he there's only so much they can do. And like, as you said, they're watching the person they love go through this and they can't, they can't fix it. You know, they can't help. And um, then they come home or we come home and it's it like, I think Neil, especially because I was feeding at the start, or I mean, I still am, but at the start it was a big, just because he, he couldn't help and it was constantly on me. And I think you, you made that point there and it's really important as much as I felt, have felt in the last six weeks, you know, almost like lost, like he will have felt the exact same and just in a different way because not that he's lost me and I haven't lost him, but it's a whole new dynamic that is 
it's it's not just one adjust it changes all the time like because babies obviously aren't in a pattern straight away or a routine and it's that constant adjust but it's you know what we're really working on as well is every single day really connecting especially you're so tired you're both so tired and tensions can rise and actually you know you need to there needs to be a separation of your time a segment of your time where you from in my opinion where you invest in each other and you know come back to that because it just can get it i think it just can get a little bit cloudy when every everything is focused on your new baby and everything is focused on your new baby when neither of you know what you're doing exactly and <laughs> and and i suppose the baby has the loudest voice because they're just screaming so you know and that's the other thing you know sometimes it's like well what will i do well, well i don't know what, i don't know what should we do um, <laughs> and i've got to do this yeah okay do that yeah but what about the other like should and it it can almost like start an argument over nothing but it is that and it's it's that sense as well of you know fear of being judged like like that when you know because you know we've we had to go into hospital with Bo when he was a few weeks old and I was so worried that I'd done something wrong oh my god like the the thought that I had done something or had missed something or like whatever um that's like and that's constantly there as well because you're just you know not that you're winging it, but you're getting to know a new person and they're getting to know you. And, and that has changed the dynamic of your relationship with your partner. So there's a shift in that relationship. So there's so much new experiences happening together, lots of which are amazing and lots of which are really hard. <laughs> and lots of which can kind of short circuit the norm. And it's, it's hard to keep that clarity and it's hard to stay patient and it's hard to remember that these things will someday feel and look minor. Yeah. But in the moment, you're frantically searching your head for the solution to stop this baby crying. You want, obviously, you, all you want to do is look after them to make them happy, content, you know, to make sure they're okay. And when you don't know what it is, you know, you're kind of going through, well, they don't have dirty nappy, they're just that, you know, you're trying to, um, it can just, it, stress can build very quickly, you know, and I think it's when it's your baby, you know, you just, you just want to fix it. You know, you, you just want to take that away from them. Um, so yeah, I think that, that can, that puts a whole new level on a relationship with your partner. But stress can manifest itself then in illness within yourself. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So tell us about what happened with you. So, um, I, well, I actually, when I was 35 weeks pregnant, I um, was teaching a class. I was actually doing an online yoga, um, pregnancy yoga class, and I started to lose my vision. And um, I kind of just kept going with my class because years ago I had migraine and it kind of started like that. So I just kind of thought, oh, here, I'll keep going. Like I had 50 people on the, on the call. So I was like, can't just cut this off. You know, these people are you know, signed up for this session. But once I finished, I very quickly was like, okay, there's something seriously wrong. So we went straight into Hollow Street. On the way in, I lost um, feeling in my right arm and couldn't communicate. I couldn't speak. So I couldn't say to Neil, I couldn't feel my arm. I couldn't even say like his name, anything. So after a very scary few hours between Hollow Street and Vincent's, um, they thought I was having a stroke. They were sure I was having a stroke. Um, 
Now, luckily, I wasn't having a stroke. They did like a CAT scan. They did um, an MRI and an echo. And luckily, everything was clear. And it actually, they put it down to a migraine. So I was kept in Hollis Street just for checks, but it was all fine. Um, the, it was just so frightening, you know, and I, the only words I could actually get out of my mouth when I was brought in was my baby, like my baby, because all they were doing was focusing on me. And I just remember in my head going like, just check him. Um, and they said it was down to, um, doing too much lack of sleep. Um, and just really just pushing myself too much, but also migraines, like hormones are a huge impact on migraines. They can cause a migraine. Um, but also like really heightened emotions. And I think at that stage I was probably getting, you know, in my head, the birth was coming probably. And it was the whole COVID situation. I think, I think it was, I have to be honest, I didn't feel stressed at all, but I think that that's where it was coming from. So I was given the all clear, that was fine. But when Bo was, so I had to stop, they told me to stop working at that point, which was challenging for me, but probably a really good thing. Um, but when Bo was too, two and a half weeks old, I was in the kitchen and getting dinner and my vision went again and I just panicked. Now, luckily my mum and dad were here and I was having a rest and I straight away went into, okay, like I have to feed Bo because if I'm gone, I, 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 he wasn't on formula. So it was all on breast. So I completely started to panic. We'd call an ambulance because I was told to call an ambulance if it happened again. They came, they were amazing. I started losing feeling again, but it was in my left arm. Um, and I was just petrified, to be honest, today, that there was a tumour they had missed or something. And I, I was feeding Bo and I looked down, I couldn't see his face. Like, that was so hard. I just, and I remember just, like, I couldn't really see Neil either because it was just a vision. And I remember holding Neil's hand and just saying, if anything happens, like, just tell, make sure you always tell him how much I loved him. <sighs> Sorry. No, it's, I can't imagine. I think just like... He's only so little. Just not being able, like, I couldn't see his face. But anyway, they were so good. They brought me in and they fast-tracked me through because they knew I had a newborn and stuff. Now, luckily, thank God, it was a migraine. And... The doctor in there said to me, you know, when did you last eat? I was like, oh, I didn't really get a chance to eat today. I think I'd had like a breakfast cereal bar or something at breakfast. And I hadn't really drank all day either. And obviously I have a two, a two and a half week old, you're barely sleeping. So I think that combination was, was huge, you know, of not, just not looking after myself and not, you know, to be honest, not even being aware that I wasn't looking after myself and I hadn't even stopped to do something which I you know when I'm teaching my yoga classes usually I always say to people you know when we're either at the start or the end and people are just you know either just kind of settling in or that relaxation at the end you know just check in and ask yourself how are you today how are you not like not how's work going has like how are you doing we spend so much of our time checking up on other people and we very rarely really check in on ourselves and you don't always need to know the why but I think it's important to understand where you are and that was such an awakening for me um you know and don't get me wrong it's, I haven't been able to have three full meals and loads of snacks every day since but I'm 
so much more aware um, and so grateful that it was just the migraine. I've been to neurologists since and that's exactly what they said. It's, it's exhaustion. And, you know, I, I posted about it on Instagram and the amount of people who reached out and said they had the same or their friend or sister or whatever had the same either in pregnancy or not long after. Um, and it's that hormone surge and shift. I had a great, actually, really, really good um, consult with um, uh, the doctor in Vincent's last week. And it, he was so, so good at explaining to me around the shift in your hormones, the impact it can have, because I was, honestly, Sinead, I was convinced I had like something really seriously wrong because it's, it's so debilitating. Like mm. you're, vision goes and you can't speak and you can't like you're just you think you're I mean I honestly didn't know if I was going to come home to both so that was that was scary and I think you know it I, I wish obviously I hadn't had to go through that to come to that realization because you know I was obviously aware of the you know I suppose the term the fourth trimester but actually I think we really need to reframe it and really interestingly one of the midwives in Hollis Street said it to me you know around in she's from India and she said in her culture the first 40 days it's all about the mum like, nobody would ever come and bring a gift for the baby and not the mum if you bring a gift for the mum you might bring something for the baby but it's it's very much the mom whether it's food um they're all about massage and touch and you know that real um support both physical mental emotional and I think that has been hard in the last few weeks because obviously with COVID like I have the most amazing friends um, but I haven't really been seeing people and I'm very lucky like obviously my mum and dad like they're unbelievable my parents they've just been incredible and I'm, you know my husband and I'm I'm very vocal with him I'll tell him when I'm feeling up or down or whatever but even that I, I found it really hard to be like can you get me this and this and this oh and I also need this and can and like I, I really did find it hard now I'm 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 not finding it easy but I'm it's definitely better because I've you know my husband kind of sat me down and was like, I, that's what I'm here to do, but I, I can't like read your mind. You know, you, I had one day where I was like, I need help. And he was like, I need you to let me help you. And when I looked back, he was like, do you remember when I said, can I get you anything? Can mm -hmm. I, dinner? can I blab? And I kind of dismissed it because I was like, well, no, I need to do this for Bo and I need to do this. And actually it was kind of a, a very, you know, it wasn't a conscious decision. It was a, kind of a subconscious focus all on bow. And that's not, I think it's quite normal, but I think it's, it's important to catch that and to start to shift the balance. It's an absolute marathon. And we're yeah. used to operating in self-sufficient, independent sprints. Yeah. So that's our, our life of old. We, I can get through this day. I can get through this meeting. I can get through this project. I can get through this, this exam. I can get through this interview, you know, it's on you for these independent short bursts and there's enough time in between each for you to fulfill yourself and recharge yourself and replenish and give yourself back to the people that you love. Yeah. Now, totally different game plan. And if you are to be this amazing caregiver to this tiny vulnerable little baby, you need to totally learn how to allow all of those people around you just dedicate support onto you. And I'm terrible at it. Terrible. I'm still terrible at it. 
you know, we'd fight this weekend because I'm terrible at it. And it just builds up in a resentment then and you snap because people aren't living up to your needs, but you never said what you needed. And it's so true, but I also think there's a sense of, I should be able to do this myself. Yeah. You know, you, I think you've said a couple of things there that just, you know, I can really, really resonate to. And I think before I was pregnant or before I had both, certainly, you know, I would always look on my yoga time and I would always say this in class as well. You know, I use this as my time to recharge, to, you know, really kind of refill my cup. Um, and whether that be quite a physical practice or it's more a chill time, whatever it is, it's that kind of reset and recharge so that I build myself up, not just for me, but for everybody else. And very, very, in a very quick kind of split second when you're, you have your baby, all of a sudden you're trying to give to everybody and your new baby and you're missing out on the recharge. Like you, you can't run on empty. Being kind to yourself is, you know, being okay with not being okay, being okay with asking for help, being okay with realizing that, you know, you cannot do everything. And actually you're going to be a better version of yourself for you, a better mom, a better wife, a better daughter, whatever, by letting people in and letting people help. Yes, it's, I love them to bits and you know, it's great, but it's really hard. You're so excited to have your baby. And, you know, even before, you know, when Bo was, was like, let's say I was nearly due, Bo was coming, people were like, oh, I bet you're so excited. And I was so excited. And it was amazing. And it is amazing. But it is hard. Yoga plays a huge role in where you're at today. And, the, you know, the, we all talk about transformations, the version of who you are today. Um, in preparation for talking today, I listened to the episode that you did on The Good Glow with Georgie Crawford, and I learned of the traumatic experience that you had with an abusive ex-partner. Mm -hmm. And it's, a, it's, a, it's an unreal episode, and I think, I, 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 speaking with you today, I'm so angry that you had to experience that. And you talk in it about how for you, yoga and the, the, the coming onto your mat, which I think is such a lovely phrase, the coming onto your mat and it being your safe place. And I noticed recently on Instagram how you're saying like, you need to get back onto your mat. Like it's, it's, it's a step forward. It's a, it's a part of you that you're going to reclaim as such. Yeah. So, you know, as a, as a yoga instructor, especially with your focus in pregnancy and postpartum, you know, what is it doing for us? Anyone who knew me would never have thought I was someone who would do yoga. Like I never thought I was like a typical person to do yoga. Um, because to me, yoga was very, very slow, a little bit of breathing. I mean, for me, it, I just didn't see the point. Yoga saved my life. Yoga saved me. I found yoga just took on a whole new life and a whole new meaning for me because it gave me a place to move a little and to be a lot where I could just let myself check in and see how I was doing. Whenever I'm in a time of anxiety or just feeling overwhelmed or feeling stressed, 
I need to roll out my mat and some days I need to move some days I need to sit I'm not a person for sitting still at all but through movement I have found a way to go inwards so I think even through my pregnancy as I had fears you know I was find out you're pregnant and then I almost straight away I was like oh what can go wrong you know and you mm-hmm. like for me especially like I said your first pregnancy it's, it's all those milestones you think right when I just get to 12 weeks when I just get to 20 weeks and I, there was all these things and for me it kept me um grounded it kept me focused it helped me deal with the physical changes in my body you know the maybe the mood swings the ups the downs um and as well as you know physically making me stronger helping me um prepare physically for labor for birth for um uh welcoming bow but also the mental side which i touched on earlier on was so huge for me and it's a safe space it's it's as if i just can shut out everything now don't get me wrong i don't go onto it and forget the world around but it 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 kind of brings down the anxiety it's like it helps me to rebalance um and i think you know when i was saying earlier on around that kind of almost feeling lost it is so strange you know you go into hospital to have your baby as one person and you come out a different person and you know also wouldn't change it love being a mom but it's very easy to lose yourself it's very easy to you know because you don't get the time in your day like seriously you get to a day like I've had a shower oh my god amazing that was you know I did something for myself but actually you, you need to take real time for yourself so um, a few weeks ago, I stepped back on the mat and it was so emotional. Like Neil had said it to me a few times. He could see the guy needed to kind of just get some time. And he said, why don't you do some yoga? And I was like, no, no, I, I won't. I won't. Because I was so afraid of what I might not be able to do. You know, my body's obviously changed. You know, I loved my pregnant body. It took me a while. But I, I, you know, I grew to love it. And then you've got your pouch and it's all a bit saggy and you know I feel like I'm in this limbo with like my like I'm not definitely not my pre-pregnancy wardrobe pregnancy wardrobe is just whatever so I'm like what am I doing everything's like and you can easily spend your day in pajamas so you know I just felt a little bit bleh. um but I rolled out my mat and I stepped onto it and from the second I started moving I just just felt I literally felt like I'd plugged me in again. And I felt me come alive again in, you know, a way I'd kind of just not paused to realize it was missing in the last couple of weeks. And, you know, so for me, I suppose it was so essential to me for my pregnancy journey um, and now on my new mom journey. And um, I'm really hoping to get back to teaching my online classes um again especially my pregnancy ones and I'm going to start my mom baby ones because you know especially with the way the world has gone something I missed so quickly one of the biggest things was my pregnancy class like that I went to there's something so lovely about being in a group of women who are pregnant there's just a comfort of just being how you are and, and I've decided to go back to doing I'm doing a workshop um coming up and they're going to kind of roll because I, as you said, I, I need that for me. And, you know, I'll be a better mom for that. Um, and I'll be a better me 
for that because that's part of what makes me tick. It's part of what gives me my energy. Um, and I'm so grateful to have the mass. And for other people, it mightn't be a yoga mass. But I think it's, it's what is that, that thing that sparks you? So important not to lose that. It's such an amazing transformation and transition. And thank you so much for sharing your pregnancy and the first almost six weeks and that journey of getting a little piece of you back. Um, I've loved every single minute of this conversation and just thank you so much for sharing it with us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honoured to be a guest. Thank you. And I can't wait to join your pregnancy yoga class because... <laughs> I'll hold you to that. <laughs> that's uh, all of what you just said. I want some of that. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> thank you, Julie. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love you to share this episode across social. Get in touch with this week's wonderful guest at Julie B Yoga on Instagram. Talk to you again next week for our final episode of season two, sponsored by Water Wipes. Water Wipes are an essential for every mum, from that first nappy change to those messy weaning months. As creators of the world's purest baby wipes, Water Wipes are purer than cotton wool and water and are proud sponsors of Every Mum, the podcast.